We're kicking off our Walter Paisley Film Festival this week, and I wanted to let you know this episode has some weird audio anomalies in a couple of places. Anywho, enjoy the next three weeks of Dick Miller Films. Thanks. That sounded weird. Whatever. Enjoy. Walter, the bird that flies now pays later through the nose of amidextrous apathy. Necrophiles may dance upon the placemats in an orgy of togetherness. The highway of life cuts sharply through the shady ghettos and the ivy-covered tomb. And in the deep freeze, it is the children's hour. And no one knows that Duncan is murdered. And no one knows that Walter Paisley is born. Last night while I was painting, I was listening to, which I'm going to bring up later, the movies that made me oh yeah which is joe dante's uh-huh. podcast that he has which is a, a great great time and uh he was it was a older episode with joe bob briggs mm-hmm. and they were like because joe bob is a big like exploitation horror drive-in guy and they were like what what would be the guilty pleasure of joe bob briggs like i'd be fascinated to find out that you love forrest gump and uh and Joe Dante doesn't really talk a lot during mm-hmm. the episodes unless it's to like get like some weird movie trip. Like that guy knows that guy is as knowledgeable as like Quentin Tarantino is when really? it comes to like old exploitation movies. Joe uh-huh. Dante is amazing. But uh he piped up and was like nobody nobody loves Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> which is um, funny cuz he made a movie with Tom Hanks uh-huh. which is uh arguably one of his most famous films right. Dante's most famous films right and uh are, are probably like maybe well known you know it's I mean well, it's, well, it's, well, it's, I don't it's know. the Burbs and Gremlins are right. probably his most right that's what I was going to say like maybe Gremlins um but I found it very funny that he someone who knows Tom Hanks is just like Forrest Gump sucks <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, everybody on the podcast was like, no, 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 I don't fucking, no, I'm not watching Forrest Gump. Right. Come on. If we did do a Tom Hanks episode, what, what are like your top Tom Hanks movies? My top Hanks? Yeah. What's your top Hanks? (laughs) (laughs) Um, hmm. I don't, I don't know. I'm not really like, I don't really like search out Tom Hanks movies. Mm -hmm. I personally think, and maybe... Getting ahead of it here because we are just kicking off the episode. Right. Apparently, uh, the Burbs is my favorite Tom Hanks film. Right. I was gonna say the Burbs is probably up there on my list. Definitely Splash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't Big maybe. Yeah. It's which... probably the second, my second favorite, mm-hmm. and which Big... I've only seen twice. Really? Yeah. Uh, Big came out right before the Burbs did. Yes. And he was like Times Man of the Year. And yeah. and so and on set he read the article to his uh, co-stars oh. uh, about him being in time. Tom Hanks did right. Joe Dante got real lucky with that. Right. Yeah. Because it was like and it was during uh, the Burbs was shot during the, the writer strike. strike. Yeah. yeah. Did you read the thing about how they got around that? No. So like. Well, they just they just like ad libbed a lot of stuff and then they, they did. Sh- and then they shot it in order. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like normally a film you'll have like a writer or writer's mm-hmm. assistant on set so that they can like you know you can ask them like where their mind was or mm-hmm. like character shit or whatever um but they couldn't do that because there was a writer strike so they hired the writer as a background actor right right <laughs> so like he couldn't write anything but there was nothing to be like 
I would do this. Right, right, right. He yeah. plays one of the cops at the end. Oh, okay. Of the movie. Yeah. And they just had him on set all the time, dressed up as a cop. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, we might need you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I find it's it's very few times are movies shot like in order in right. sequence. So that's right. kind of interesting that they did that. Mm-hmm. But I guess it kind of makes sense for continuity of this movie because that that town square gets wrecked right <laughs> um that i noticed that, this cold, time, that cul-de-sac is yeah. just yeah i noticed this time um there's like a scene near the end uh i think it's when when he like is like walking over to walter's place to put the note under or mm-hmm. something and he steps through a pile of garbage that's in the middle of the street because right, they, they never picked it up they never picked it up <laughs> i know and then the jeep drives like they keep driving through it yeah. so like our our guy dick miller yeah you know and he was like well who's gonna pick this up and so the garbage man didn't pick it up so no. it just stayed there you know wonderful yeah i Such love a it good movie uh-huh uh i don't know what are your top hanks uh definitely splash i love that as a kid like i don't i don't really care for much of the, the zemeckis mm-hmm. stuff well, that he did. It, well i think because it's um you know it's definitely like he's dreamy for us girls you know uh, or like he plays a really good like oh turn on hooch that's <laughs> that is totally one of my favorites you like the comedies yeah you don't like his dramas well, i mean yeah it's it's fine i've heard joe versus the volcanoes oh good, that is actually, i've never seen it yeah no i'm glad you brought it up that is one of my favorites too we have to watch it with um i used to love you got mail but then i stopped being a 13 year old girl (laughs) right pretty soon after you became a 13 year old girl you stopped being a 13 year old girl about a year later about a year later yeah (laughs) Yeah. i did own you got mail on vhs which is a remake right um but no wasn't he in was he in sleepless in seattle he was yeah that was okay, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't Nora think I've ever good. I guess. I don't think I've ever seen that. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. I went on this weird like, because I think I watched that and what's the Billy Crystal romance movie that's like basically the same, right? <laughs> the same movie. I watched both of those back to back. Why were you sad? No, I wasn't sad. It was just like that's a movie that people talk about a right. lot, and I wanted to know what everybody was talking about for the past thirty years. And I was like, yeah, it's a movie. We should watch Joe versus the volcano. Like, Those I have are... I have a brain cloud for sure that lives in my head. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's from the movie. Oh. It's pretty. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't know. He has a he's a he has a brain cloud, and he needs to take some time off from work. So is then Meg he, Ryan in that as well? She is. Yeah, okay. but she and she plays three different characters. Oh, well, that's yeah. Fun. Whatever happened to her? Uh, I think um, unfortunately, I feel like maybe she had some like bad facial, um, Ooh. like a surgery. botch. Yeah, a botch right. surgery, and she kind of looks like two. Oh, I think she married uh, John Mellencamp, so she lives what? in Southern Indiana. Oh. That's weird. Right. Huh. Local royalty. Ugh. Meg Ryan. I don't like John Mellencamp. Yeah, nobody does. <laughs> My mom's friend is first cousins with him. Yeah, everybody's is. And yet we still don't like him. No. Um. Okay. Yeah. Well, you got The Burbs. Um, the Burbs. 1989, directed by Joe Dante. Morning, Walter. Tom Hanks has brand new neighbors. Neighbors from hell. They're not Ozzy and Harriet. Your neighbors are murdering people. They're not the Cleavers. That's 
somebody tied up in the old star, have you, Ruth? They're the Clopex. These Clopex are strange. And they're living in... This is Walter. No! The Burbs. Tom Hanks. I think we are overreacting. The Burbs. Ready PG. Now playing at theaters everywhere. How you feel about Joe Dante? I love all his films. Yeah, I mean, what I've seen, I've been yeah, enjoyed. Yeah, I probably, like... I haven't seen a lot of his Corman stuff aside from Piranha, okay. which is great. Uh huh. Um, even though it is a shameless Jaws ripoff. Right. I was gonna say I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. But that is kind of funny that he he started his career by ripping off Jaws, and then he worked with Steven Spielberg on Gremlins. <laughs> well, and then uh, Spielberg worked on the Burbs too. That's who made the dog poop. That, oh yeah. That production company, yeah, because it's just uh, beans and. Um, something else i forget what else was it was just refried beans because they didn't want to step in real dog poop right mm-hmm. who would right yeah because they slip in it yeah like they're rolling in dog poop right right yeah also like why not just make it fake we don't know yeah yeah that yeah um <laughs> that so it's all shot in that cul-de-sac right there and that's the back lot for universal for universal yeah, yeah. and then um, they had to stop when tours were still coming through the tram uh-huh which i've been on that tour so oh, yeah? i've seen i've seen those houses oh yeah. cool yeah and they are were they the, still there yeah or at least when you were there no they're yeah they're still yeah they're still there um the jaws ride was still there it's not there anymore that was oh that was the best ride my friend and i ran just like five times over and over and then we like when we figured out when the uh the shark would pop up we would like overreact and be like "Ah!" oh my my gosh yeah start throwing up we thought it was so funny um but um those houses yeah those houses were used um in like desperate housewives which that's what i was gonna guess actually yeah Yeah. and then uh leave it to beaver and then actually the creepy house is the the monster's home oh they brought it over 13 13 mockingbird yeah interesting and then oh we were talking about silence of the lambs earlier and uh that dog's the same that queenie is is precious as well yeah did you remember that the dog was named precious like was that just in the, in your brain yeah i think i, I remember Cause i honestly can't i if you if you would have asked me what the dog's name was in silence of the lambs i don't know if i would have actually been able to remember it for some reason like dog trivia sticks in my head for <laughs> people trivia not so much not so much but definitely dog trivia definitely dog trivia yeah mm. like wishbone is the same dog from fraser oh no shit mm-hmm. the jack russell terrier yeah see huh. like I, I don't need that in my head, but I've got it. I recently watched the Sleepy Hollow episode of Wishbone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, still holds up, man. Still um, good stuff. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun to uh, put. I need to put some, like kids movies on my 31 days of halloween i i don't really like halloween town Ooh. i've never seen it let's watch it i've never seen hocus pocus whoa yeah i just don't i don't care okay <laughs> all right cool all right I'm, I'm not gonna try and convince you of i mean i'll probably watch them eventually well maybe i'll find it on vhs and then we'll watch okay. it okay um this year for my 31 days of halloween i actually tried to not really rep repeat any from last mm-hmm. year nice see how it goes there's a lot of movies to get I, through i try to pick a bunch of things that i haven't seen yeah 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 or haven't seen in um, a while 
Well, okay, so they had to stop. They had to stop filming constantly because those tours were coming through. Yeah, and um, and they would last about twenty minutes, so they would like have to stop production. But then the the lot is so close to the Jaws ride. That, oh, and, that you could hear the hydraulics. Well, right? you, no, you can hear yeah, the people, uh, scre- people screaming help <laughs> in the beginning of the film. There's a couple clips where you can hear help being screamed. Really? Yeah. Huh. And uh, in a way, that that almost works for the movie, though. Just yeah, they that's why they left it like, in. Yeah, there's yeah. something creepy happening. Right, yeah. So I think that's why they left it in. Huh. And then they they had to shoot a lot of things at night because of that. And mm. some of the actors said it was just really hard to get on that schedule. Yeah, you know, every time there's like movies that are shot on a night schedule, the actors are like, Oh my god, it's so hard. I have to get up and like pretend to be somebody for like four hours. <laughs> like, right whatever man you're making millions of dollars i have no sympathy for right. for the fact that you have to stay up a little late i don't i didn't go to bed last night until 7 a.m you're in which is technically today that's today <laughs> oh. you're gonna sleep twice today if you go to bed before midnight that's not gonna happen i know it's not no because of stupid insomnia and i'm supposed to feel bad that tom hanks is you know sleeping on a pile of money and woe is he right also the money pit might be a good movie yeah if i remember correctly that, that is a funny one okay they destroy that house they do yeah i just watched that last year too you went on a real i watched everything pretty much last that is year true. everything yeah. got five stars everything got five stars <laughs> <laughs> um oh something i did watch recently that i gave five stars uh the man who killed don uh don quixote don quixote yeah I finally oh, watched that. It's on Terry Hulu. Gilliam. Yeah. It was um, really good. And Adam Driver's in it. Yeah, you love him. I love him. Indiana native. Is he? He went to IU. No. Yeah. I could have, if I went to college there, I could have met him. It's possible. If you were in like the drama department. Nope. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I just caused no, drama. You probably I don't like, go to drama. You probably, yeah, that is true. <laughs> you probably would have like, you know, heard his name around though dang i missed my chance yeah he's so handsome yeah i'll never run into him again probably probably not probably not no dang sometimes jesse eisenberg is around bloomington i'd be into meeting him too <laughs> i mean that's kind of cool yeah yeah uh i don't know oh. you got more trivia things oh yeah i've you, got i've got plenty you've got so many um, trivias i so, read some so, rue morgan reviews where'd you get your trivias um i i like imbd website they do okay. pretty good with the trivia oh it's always so sketchy well i read through everything and like you cross-examine yeah wow yeah <laughs> um I, and then um some youtube videos yeah um on the burbs uh you know what youtube video i watched i went real deep into it i found the 1989 I think it would have been like September 89 episode of Siskel and Ebert. Okay. Where they reviewed okay. the burbs. Nice. That's the only YouTube video I watched. I didn't want to watch other people like break down the movie and do right. opinions on it. I um I like that Australian guy. He's pretty nerdy and I think his name is Morrison. I uh, meant to write it, I meant to write it down so I could credit him, but um, I don't know that guy. I like I like he does like the top 10 of certain different movies mm-hmm. and and um just from writing trivia for the movie theater like that those are kind of like those are your go-to yeah, those are my go-to yeah. i like i like those um seth mcfarlane was such a big fan of the burbs that wendy uh bonnie rumsfield she's the voice of francis smith on american dad and she said that she pretty much got the 
job because <laughs> Seth MacFarlane <laughs> loves the burbs. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never seen an episode. I do like American Dad. I don't like uh, Family Guy. I don't like the guy at all. Any of the guys? No, none of... I don't like Seth MacFarlane. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's but, fair. But, um... Hey, that's cool. Good for her for getting a job. Right. You kind of see her butt in that movie. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. I know. I was like, I want those pants. <laughs> and I was like, I'd Especially be- with all this Adam Driver talk. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's how I'll pick Adam Driver up. <laughs> I'll get those pants. Doing yard work? Doing my- I was like, I'm probably- I probably will be that neighbor who, like- I also like why is she with him you know like why is she with yes yeah, you know what is that relationship really right because like? she's like she just lets him be crazy and go she's kind of like spacey mm-hmm. and he's like but she's super, really nice super like militant uh-huh i bet he treats her really well you think oh uh, yeah it's bruce stern bruce stern treats everyone well right what a what a national treasure bruce stern is <laughs> <For sure. laughs> uh what else you got um well so Corey feldman was you know during that time having a really hard time he was good friends with michael jackson yes and michael jackson never showed up on on set but his monkey did bubbles bubbles yes and bubbles got banned from the set well from the set because Uh he would keep the monkey in his trailer and then he would go back several times he went back to his trailer and it was just covered in poop right yeah also like why would you borrow like one, no one should own those kind of exotic animals. You know, like that. Talk about like pets you shouldn't have as adults. You should <laughs> oh, not man, have monkeys. Back. You should not have large cats. No alligators. Like no, no, no. What if it's like, what if it's like aquatic animals that you can keep in a tank? Like, well, the- what if I wanted like one piranha? <laughs> Okay, you can have that. I can do that? Yeah, you can do that because it's All in right, a cool. tank. All right, cool. Yeah. I'm not going to pet it. No. No one's going to come in contact That piranha, with it. like, in the tank probably has a good life, but the monkey in your house doesn't have a good life. He dresses like people. Right. <laughs> um, I saw a video on the internet of these people who had a chimpanzee that had it open the door for the pizza delivery man. It was, like, dressed in clothes. That and sounds terrifying. Money. I don't want That her- sounds genuinely terrifying. I don't think that monkey's happy. Because my... If I were, like, delivering food... Right. My first thought is, like, this is a small person. <laughs> and then I get closer, and I'm like, no. No. One, I'm not getting a tip. Yeah. This sucks. That thing's not going to know how to sign for a tip at all. <laughs> right. And, uh, two, it could rip your face off. Right, yeah. You ever seen that George Romero movie, Monkey Shines? No. It's terrifying. No, I don't... I don't think monkeys are good pets. No. No. They're like... They're like people, but they're more instinctual based, which means they'll just kill you if they feel the need to. Right. If they feel threatened, they'll they'll slap the shit out of you. Right. And rip your face off. Also, like, what? Why do you have that? Just to show us you have money? Like that? That's not a good. I don't understand that. I don't understand it. But either. you can have a piranha. That piranha doesn't have like a worse life because it's living in a. It's tank. a fish. It it's doesn't a, remember. It anything. just wants to eat. It just wants to eat. Yeah. It's like a zombie. Yeah. It just moves and eats. Okay, if you... Okay, I have a question for you. <laughs> okay, go on. What kind of zombie pet would you get if you had to have a zombie pet? Hmm. Like a like the like the zombie half-dog from Return of the Living Dead? Uh-huh. Did you watch that, by the way? Not yet. Oh, uh, there's a zombie half-dog in that okay. movie. <laughs> um, I don't think I'd have any. They'd be stinky. They'd be even more stinky than they are now. That's true. I'd get a turtle. 
That's not a bad pick, actually. Right? Because he can't get out. He's slow, so he's not going to bite you. Right, right, right. Yeah. Hmm. Low to the ground. Mm-hmm. So you could, like... Stays in the tank. You could wander. Even if it was free roaming in your house, yeah. you wouldn't really have to worry that much about it. Right. That's a really good choice. Thanks. You've thought about this a lot. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> a long time ago, yeah. Um... Yeah, I think that's the only choice. Right. Is a turtle. The turtle, yeah, or a goldfish. When I was a kid, I had a turtle. And it only swims upside down. Yes. Because <laughs> it's dead. Because it's dead, right. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, I had a pet turtle. Yeah, me too. What was yours name? I don't remember. It was probably some TMNT reference oh, or something yeah. like Raph or uh-huh. Mikey or something. Mine was Speedy. Uh, that's clever. Yeah. That's way more clever than I'll ever be. And uh, That's our, the nicest thing you said to me in a while. <laughs> well, I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> um our backyard like kind of flooded oh yeah a little bit and i was like oh man turtle's gonna have a blast back here um and i sat him down and then went inside for like literally two minutes my turtle ran away (laughs) (laughs) tragically ironic yeah Um, yeah but i bet he's out there having a great time yeah i my mom made a little box turtle my mom uh made me release mine because it was stinky oh yeah yeah mom doesn't like stinky things and yet she lets me live in the house. Yeah, you st- I, I set it up and you knock it down. Knock it down. <laughs> you know, you know what wouldn't make a good pet is gremlins. Yeah, yeah. a mogwai. Uh huh. Yeah, but I do want gizmo. Everybody wants a gizmo. Mm-hmm. That's probably why people end up getting monkeys as pets. You think? I don't know. How do um, you feel about hairless cats? Um. Okay, I think they look cool. My friend who has way too many animals. Uh, Does she, it feel like a ball sack? Yeah. They look like ball but sacks. But you have to wipe them down because they can't clean themselves. Ugh. So they get like waxy. Oh. Yeah. No. Right? Kill it with fire. No. <laughs> no, thank no, you. No, but I do love that it, like hers loves to cuddle me and it's my friend Ugh. and she has a dwarf hairless cat. So it's got these little tiny legs. But does it kind of feel like clammy? Like if it lays on yeah. you? Yeah. No, no, it just looks like... Oh. Well, now you said ball sack. I'm, like, I'm trying to describe... Yeah, it's like a ball yeah, sack. It's, it's like just, a walking it's ball sack. Like, you know, just like... It, it's like your tummy. You know, that's kind of what it feels like. But they are, you know, just like... They, I don't know. That's what... They have, Sometimes they have little fur on their nose. That's weird. That's even weirder. That's... Some, uh, no. No? No. Yeah, I'm not... I mean... <laughs> I don't think I'd want one because I don't want to. I don't want a cat that I have to bathe. I don't trust that. Um, yeah. Anyway, just get a dog if you're gonna have to bathe an animal. Just get a dog. Get a um, small one so it's like a cat. Uh, but yeah, I've got more trivia for this movie that we're. Yeah, we need to get back into it here. We yeah. got on a weird tangent there. Uh, there were multiple endings. Right. Yeah, because they were gonna kill off. Um, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Well, they were going to kill off Ray, but then when Tom took the role, they didn't want to kill off America's sweetheart, so they changed right. the ending. Right. Yeah. There was even going to be one ending where he gets, like, hauled away to, like, a mental institution right. or something. Yeah. I assume that the writer's strike was over by the time they got to the ending of shooting, because uh-huh. then they could, like, actually change the ending of the movie. I like the way it ended now. Um, It feels rushed. Like, it feels like it almost wraps up a little bit too nicely, uh-huh. where it's like he runs into the car and then there's a bunch of bones there, and you're like, well, that's convenient. <laughs> um, right, well, I don't really want, I didn't want them to, like... You didn't want to see... I didn't want them to be innocent. I wanted them to be the creepy sure, weird neighbors. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we all did. I kind of wanted more s- Satan involved. 
you know well the like did I- you ever see that movie ready or not that came out a few years ago no um where it's like this girl's marrying into this family then oh, they're like right and they have to they're like board game they yes. have a board game empire yeah i did see it yeah and then so they every time they marry someone they have to play this game yeah and then if they pull a certain card or yeah something, let's let's have- spoil the ending of ready or not which came out a few years ago because i want to i want to get into that because i kind of wish that that's how the burbs ended actually okay because like ready or not ends with like like they're like yeah we built this board game empire which is fucking hilarious right. we built this board game empire um by selling our souls to satan if we don't kill somebody when they pull this card then we're all gonna die right and the whole movie you're like that's bullshit and then (laughs) satan shows up at the end of that movie and blows them all up and you're like well that was weird right and i kind of wish that that's what happened in the burbs where it's just like like uh what's the art the neighbor art Uh is like they're satanists ray right It'd kind of be great if somehow Art was actually right, and they Mm -hmm. actually were Satanists. That would be hilarious. Yeah, but it's like the 80s, you know? Like, they... They have to make it family-friendly, you know? They gotta, like... They can reference it, but they can't I mean, it's, like, basically a cartoon anyway. Right. You know? They could have just had, like, someone literally play, like, a cartoon kind of Satan Uh that just shows up. And like just swallows them into hell or something, you know. <laughs> or like that that movie, um, this is the end. Okay. With uh, Seth Rogen, where they're like oh, all playing themselves right. and yes, and, like the world yeah. just opens up and demons yeah, come Mike out. Yeah, Sarah dies. Yeah, they could have yeah. done some. Yeah, yeah. the I Burbs did- is o- could have almost been like a proto version of those movies. <laughs> That is a funny movie. Which, like, I haven't seen in a long time. It kind of does that with that weird dream sequence where mm-hmm. it's like oh, it's yeah. a cartoon and yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks is being barbecued. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they put a little hatchet in, on Queenie's head. Yeah. Yeah. Adorable. It's so cute. <laughs> um, oh, and he's watching, he wakes up and he's watching Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And Tom Hanks later plays Mr. Rogers. That's true. Yeah. Weird. Mm-hmm. Small world. Right? Only took 30 years. <laughs> For him to get right. there. Also, you know what's something strange that kind of bothers me about this movie is like, one, it's probably because they shot it all at night, but like they're sitting there at like Jeopardy comes on at six always, and it's like dark outside. Maybe it's like fall. It's not fall. It's not fall. They make it sound <laughs> like it's really late, and I'm like, that's not when Jeopardy comes on. Maybe they tape it and they watch it later in the night. Do you, in 1988 were we able to like record? Yeah. VCRs like yeah. could record them. Yeah, yeah, um, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. Gotta be. Uh, what other trivia you got before we get into this oh, thing? Oh, um, this was Tom Hanks's first movie playing a father. Yeah, he didn't want to. He didn't want to. He didn't want to be a dad because he thought it might hurt him getting like all his um, heartthrob roles. He didn't want to be. Yeah, they didn't I, want to make him look old. I read in uh, this Rue Morgue interview with Joe Dante, and he was like, he was even saying like, yeah, Tom Tom Hanks kept uh, coming up to me, and being like, does he have? Do we have to have a kid? Right? Does there have to be a kid here? Right. And he was like, yeah, yeah, Tom, there has to be, right. <laughs> there has to be a kid here. But when Carrie Fisher comes back at the end, the oh, kid's Carrie not Fisher, in. Carrie Fisher, so great, oh, so wonderful. Her hair is a wig, but it was very similar to her actual hair that she would take it off, and no one would know if she had the wig on or not. You have the same haircut. No, hers looks better. Well, I mean, it's a little bit more 
Also, mine's a hair grow because I didn't cut it like this. Oh. Oh, yours just grows in all Carrie Fisher-like. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? I just, like... Hey, it's, like, pretty close. It just grows into those buns and just spirals on the side of my head. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah, right. Um, oh, the TV station that's interviewing Art is WDHB, uh, was also the television station used in the Gremlins. Oh. Yeah, and then a Gremlins box of cereal shows up when he's having breakfast, too. There's a little gremlins there's a little mogwai on it yeah because like the gremlins came out with cereal yeah yeah and so it's an actual box it wasn't a prep oh, uh, prop it was like that's fun yeah that's real great um so the four main characters are art mark ray and carol yeah and their um their names are like definitions about their uh, like relate to their personalities and so, like, Art is an active imagination, and Mark um, fancying themselves as, like, a marksman. Oh, and Ray okay. gets pointed in a direction and won't stop. And Carol wants everyone to be happy. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh-huh. I like that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got. We've hit all my things. Nice. Do you want to know how Siskel and Ebert felt about the movie? Yeah, I do. Uh, Siskel found it, quote, unfunny and unoriginal. Oh. And Ebert said it was unimaginative and derivative of the movie Neighbors. Like the new movie Neighbors? Or the, there's an older movie? Well, mo- this was in 89. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there was a movie movie called Neighbors starring, I think it was Randy Quaid. Huh. Where there, I don't know. It's I've never seen it, but... Um, I think more people remember the burbs than they do neighbors. Right, right. Um, one of the writers used, um, so he said that like growing up in his neighborhood, there was a house like that where, and the people ended up being a murder, and that's what he used the oh. store the plot from. Um, you want to get into the plot synopses here? I do. Okay. I do. Uh, so the simple kind of plot synopsis is a dark satire on suburban life about seemingly universal legend of the scary house in the neighborhood. I feel like everybody had that, like, kind of creepy house in the neighborhood. For where sure. Where you never really saw the, na- the, the people. Do you want to be that house in your neighborhood? Um, I just don't want to be involved with any of my neighbors. Yeah. Mostly. I'll, from what I've gleaned, a lot of the people in my cul-de-sac are actually related. Oh. There's like a family that lives here. And they just have houses around? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't know if I... I don't think I want to live near my family. No. I could live near my mom. You do? I live with her. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, she makes you live with her just like a couple doors down right but i'm saying like i could be neighbors with her that'd be good you know yeah. i'd like go over she'd make me food like like carrie fisher and uh debbie reynolds yeah they lived right across the street from each other oh really yeah hmm. which sounds just like they just had a they were so wonderful and you and i could be neighbors because like i wouldn't you'd leave me alone yeah yeah i would bug you more you don't want me to be your neighbor i leave everyone alone yeah you do to a fault but like people are like wouldn't it be cool if we were neighbors like not really i don't i don't know if i now if you have a pool like totally sure we should get you a pool should get you a pool yeah i need a house first (laughs) i bet you could talk your mom into getting a pool no she doesn't want one no no Hmm. what if you told her that like you know ducks would show up or something no she doesn't want anything more that poops oh that's fair yeah sorry to get you yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, no problem. 
I put on Curse of the Swamp Creature. Oh, nice. Which I picked at random. Turns out it's another Roger Corman movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here we go. Let's get into the burbs here. I didn't write a ton for this. Okay. Um, which is, you know. I think good. a lot in the beginning, like, there's some really good lines. I almost, I should have written down some of the quotes. I actually wrote down quotes. Oh, good. Like, yeah. I think which I'm going to, like, place into the episode. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so kicking off right right out the gate, it's a universal film, and I am I am a sucker for any time they change the studio logo. Mm-hmm. So they, it starts off with like a Google Globe mm-hmm. before there was Google Globe, and then it like j- 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 zooms down into into Earth, yeah, and uh, lands right right on the cul-de-sac. Which, if you want to get into brass tacks because uh, you were around in 89. That technically means we were extras in the burbs, which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. You put that on a resume as well. I might. <laughs> <laughs> I will never get any real job ever. Um, yeah, me either. Uh, the cast said that that was, um, when the movie came out, they thought that was like one of the coolest things. They talked about it. Yeah, um, when it like gets down into the 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 street and the town i think it turns into a miniature okay um and it looks great i yeah. i miss miniatures we don't use miniatures right for anything i agree anymore aside from like christopher nolan will use miniatures uh-huh. from time to time but it's very rare um during the opening we meet the neighbors in the cul-de-sac walter and queenie uh queenie's the dog yes played by precious which <laughs> i don't know what the real dog's name was I wish you had the real dogs. I yeah, I should I should look that up. <laughs> um, uh, the the rum the Rumsfelds Bruce right. Bruce Dern and and his wife mm-hmm. uh, Ricky, which is Corey Feldman. You never really get a feel for what Ricky's doing over there. Like he's painting the house, but does he live alone? No, his parents are out of town. They okay. ta- he talks about okay. it when when uh, when his girlfriend comes over and they yes. like go to sit outside. He's like, "This is better than a movie, man." Like what? But he's painting the house, and sometimes when they very pan, poorly. when they paint, <laughs> yeah, when they pan over to it, like one pillar is blue and one pillar is red. Like, yeah. what color is he painting this house? The scene when he like walks up with the paint cans and puts them on his speakers, he gets paint all over, and I'm like, ah, dude, those right. are really nice speakers. He um, so that's the way he's dressed is how he showed up to go audition for this movie, oh, he just and he wore like his own clothes. Well, he had just gotten done filming something else, and so he was. Um, so he was like dressed like that, like metal grunge, and so he Would walked Lost in. Boys have been no, well? no, I, I I can't remember what hmm. it was, but it's um because I haven't seen it. It's like um, license to drive. Maybe that's what it was. Corries. Maybe yeah, but he so he shows up and he apologized about his outfit and then um, ended up that was like he was like that's the look we're going for. That's what we want. So what is your favorite Corey Feldman performance? Oh, definitely Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah. I say Goonies. I'm not a... Oh, man. Like, that's not my preferred... That's not your preferred Corey Feldman? Yeah, that's not like my... Yeah. Would you also accept Donatello? He's yeah, the voice I would. Of yeah, I would Turtles. accept that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is kind of up there for me. I feel like him in Lost Boys is him, like... I mean, I think that's part of the character is that he's, like, trying mm-hmm. hard to sound cool. Yeah. You know? Whoa, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's, like, putting on that, that like, surfer bro uh-huh. affectation. So that's kind of fun. I 
I don't want to, you know. There's a lot of Ninja like Turtle stuff. I like Corey Feldman. Yeah. I like him quite a bit. Yeah. He kind of got a little weird well, I in think, his adult age. Well, I, think he, I mean, I'm also pretty sure he was, like, molested. He was. As he a talks, child, yeah, so. he talks about it. And, uh, uh, he's, and he talks about how that happens in Hollywood, too. And yeah. I think that, you know, I'm. Um, I had a weird run in with him at a convention. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it was, like, it was a little douchey. Oh yeah, <laughs> but like I don't know, man. He's been through some shit, so yeah, I give him a pass for any well, of this he's, stuff. Well, he's one of those characters that like probably everyone like he can't do anything without want people wanting to talk to him, right? You know, like too much of his life is on our TVs, and, yeah. And you yeah, know, yeah. so like he's got to have some kind of like his music's not very good. Oh yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, our good friend friend of the show uh, Dill saw them. Oh really? Saw them at the the Vogue. Oh okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You should talk to him about that. I should. I will. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like we, I was doing a convention, uh, in town, and Corey Feldman was like one of the headline guests. Mm-hmm. And Sunday after the show closed, everybody's packing up their stuff and getting ready to leave. And Corey Feldman came into the showroom after all the people were gone. Uh huh. And was like you know looking at at booths but we're all trying to pack up and leave right but we had to like stay there so Corey feldman could look at our stuff and if he liked anybody's things he didn't pay them in money he paid them in what i'm referring to as Corey feldman fun bucks which oh my is gosh. just signed eight by tens really yeah oh no which is kind of weird that is weird right yeah so it was interesting it was like it was like, like i something... want to pack up and leave right. but fucking Corey feldman won't get out of my way <laughs> I can only be paid in headshots. Yeah, isn't that a? I live a weird life sometimes. You, you do. Know? I yeah. Couldn't, I couldn't go home because Corey Feldman wouldn't wouldn't leave. Wouldn't let you. Yeah. Yeah, but also like, what if he bought wanted something that was like eight hundred dollars? Like, how many headshots do you get then? Just eight, I guess. I don't know. How I don't much? know. Maybe he would pay money for some of that stuff, but I think it was like. Like a lot, he was looking at a lot of like clothing okay. items while he was uh, browsing around. I don't know. Can you resell those? I guess. I don't know. Is but that- it's also like if it's someone who does cons all the time, which he does, it kind of diminishes the value of the signature. Why can't he pay money? He has money. Exactly. That- I mean, he was signing all weekend. He's got a lot of money. Right. You make so much money doing doing right. autograph sessions at conventions i didn't pay jason muse when i got my picture he no was, no he just gave you one yeah and he took multiple pictures with me and oh, just gave nice. me one and then he touched my butt later how high was he i don't i don't think he was i think it was i think it was one of his first sober stints doubt it uh no because <laughs> it was around the time that like um kevin smith's daughter was born so it was like was it the same convention where you uh made a fool of yourself yes. in front of tom savini yes yeah, he was on Painkillers. Oh. Yeah. Oh, because I learned there. that later in life. Okay. Yeah, he was on Painkillers. Oh, yeah. Anything. And he didn't have his teeth in. Yeah. Or his fake teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Which, because I was like. Because they rotted out from uh-huh. uh, drugs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But Anywho. he did touch my butt, and I feel very. It, I. It's, it's still a good story. Uh, and I try not to bring up the Tom Savini thing. It's, I watched Dust Till Dawn the other day when oh, I was bar- so good. when I was bartending, and yeah. I know he he came on, and I was like, "God damn it, Carly!" Like, you know, it was weird. Penis gun. Uh huh. I've held that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I probably could have seen it too if I didn't scare him away. I don't think he scared him away. I, I pissed think he, him off. Yeah, that was more the case. Yeah. I don't think he was afraid of you. No, I don't think. Well, some people are afraid of me. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're still introducing characters here. Oh my gosh. Uh, we uh, where are we at? Ray and Carol Peterson, Tom Hanks, Carrie Fisher, Art. Rick DeCumman? Yeah, I, Rick. I don't know that guy. You know that guy from anything? No. Yeah, I don't either. And the Clopex and their dark, spooky household. Uh, one day, the the kid, young, the young Clopex, I don't remember his name. Uh-huh. The red-headed kid. Yeah. It was Courtney Gaines, is his real name, and he was in Children of the Corn. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, makes an appearance, and I, I think they've only been there for like a month. Yeah, they talk about how they've been there a month, and, and he's nobody's like, seen any of these right. clo- these dang clopets. And they're not doing anything with their yard. Yeah, so so he makes an appearance to like go get the mail or something. Uh, Art and Ray dare each other to knock on the door, but they get attacked by bees. Right. Yeah. Art Art is like, way to be a man in front of your son, and then Ray's <laughs> like, oh, now you made it personal. They're just bickering. Um. There's also a moment where they knock on the door, and their address changes from six six nine to six six six. Right. And I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Um. Uh, that night, Ricky proposes to the neighbors that they're dealing with the situation similar to the Sentinel which I actually just watched at the drive-in, uh, which is a, I mean, they say it in the movie, but it's a horror movie about a hotel or no apartment building built on the, uh, the gate to hell. Oh, okay. It's a really fun movie. Uh, they played it at the skyline drive-in during oh. that, yeah, that satanic best. movie series nice. that I went to see. Um, it's got Chris Sarandon in it. You love Chris Sarandon. I do. <laughs> if you tell me I do, I do. You do. You I do. do. Yeah. He's um he's the guy in Princess Bride that's um Oh yeah. Yeah. The, he's like the the prince or the king yeah. or whatever. Every woman in their thirties loves him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's also the voice of Jack Skellington. You know, I think I did know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um later the men do a late night investigation into the Clopex. As they begin, bright lights pour out of the basement. With a spooky sound, and they're all green. Yeah, and, and like, a uh, car appears, and the the young Klopek is, like, jamming trash into the can with a stick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an oversized bag. A thunderstorm rolls in and causes the the recon to, to, to retreat. Um, but later that night when Ray's about to go to bed, he looks out his back window and sees three hooded figures, um, apparently digging graves is what it looks like. And, um, then we get like a smash cut to the morning where they're like going to go check on the garbage and our good, our good friend, uh, Dick Miller, who plays Vic the garbage man, doesn't even get the name Vic at the end of the movie. He's just credited as garbage man uh is tossing the evidence um yeah and then what him what dig miller and his buddy are talking about is they're talking about like at, at what point does <laughs> imminent domain yeah <laughs> yeah i think they're talking about the trash and like once it goes on a on the the curb it becomes the property of, uh-huh. of imminent domain right anyone can go through it right yeah yeah 
What did you learn about our good friend Dick Miller via your? Um, this um, is where we're going to interject a weird mini episode where you watched a documentary yeah, about, watched, Dick, about Dick Miller. Uh, him and his wife loved to bicker, but they love each other. Like, I think she was there when I met him. Really? I bet she was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then because she and she, um, uh, Lainey Miller is her name, and um, she was in a movie called uh tales from the dark side in 1985 mm. but then she's a, yeah but then she's a script supervisor for freddy's nightmare the tv series from 88 oh, yeah. to 1990 and uh and then she uh produced it's oh it's called that guy dick miller is the oh the doc yeah the gotcha doc. huh um but he was born in Bronx, New York, and his parents are Yeah, you are can Russian. tell if you hear him talk. What? Yeah. <laughs> so you can tell if you hear yeah, him talk right? that he's from New York. Um, he His parents are Russian Jewish immigrants. Um, he served in the U.S. Navy. and um, Yeah, if I remember correctly, he had a Yeah, he has a, a Navy tattoo. tattoo. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, did a bunch of stuff with Roger Corman. Spent next 20 years working in Corman Productions and... In the late seventies, was often cast in films by Joe Dante, you know, and yeah, um, Dante saw him as like his good luck charm. Yeah, he would and, put him in almost every movie. And something um, I learned from that documentary is that he uh, he's just himself. He always just plays himself. Like yeah. he's not playing yeah. a character that's no. just him. And then they talk about when he was younger, his friends would say that like he didn't even want to leave the house because he was always waiting <laughs> for a phone call to, to get a movie. Yeah, and like he really wasn't paid very well for his like earlier stuff. No, but if you look at his IMDb credits, he's it's, been in hundreds of right, roles right they're yeah. all like mostly bit part stuff yeah that was it was just fun watching that uh documentary and yeah. just watching him and his wife picker they just they're, they're <laughs> nice about it you know it's just right. like it's probably it's probably how like we sound in public to people you and me yeah we are like an old married couple we do bicker quite a bit um it was a lot, it was kind of like a little sad when when i met him because it was like there was nobody there was no line uh-huh. at his table and yeah. like in my mind, I'm like just fucking Dick Miller. Like everybody should be at this right, table. Right, right. But also, like I this feel guy's like, in everything. But you know, sometimes I think that like because we we don't recognize, maybe they don't recognize him because he's looks older. You know what I mean? Like we. we I mean, I think it's just like he kind of is like a a bit player, uh-huh. and nobody, uh, the mass kind of crowd at a horror convention, they're kind of there for the big names, right? Like I've I've found a lot of times when i go to these shows i'm there to like i usually meet the like the smaller kind of like folks like Mm -hmm. like uh i met the kid from phantasm okay like nobody was at his table and i'm like this dude was in phantasm it's like the best movie ever made why is nobody here right uh but you're there so long that you kind of have that time to like this was even before i was like showing at oh, these really? things though i'm okay. just that much of a horror nerd right. that i'm like it's fucking dick miller guys right i don't think i got his signature on my gremlins poster oh bummer but I did get it on my night of the creeps pro poster. Nice. um yeah they were doing like a gremlins reunion so it was like him zach galligan and Corey feldman i think oh, were there okay yeah joe dante was there too oh cool What'd you have him sign? Um, I think I had, I did like a, a piece of howling art okay. that I had him sign and I forget what else I had him sign. Might've been the Gremlins poster. Yeah. Nice. Joe Dante is really nice. Um, super, super cool. Big film nerd, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get back into the thing here. 
Uh, let's see. We just so, uh, threw yeah. away a bunch of shit. Yeah, they're going through the garbage that never gets picked back up. Yeah, amid the uh, the garbage chaos, Queenie is wandering the streets. So the guys break into Walter's house to look for him, finding nothing. The TV's on. Some chairs are turned over. Oh. When they do go into his house, uh, that actor, you see a lot of pictures with him and Lucille Ball. Yeah. And that's because he was... He, he was on Lucy? He was on Lucy, and he, oh. Lucy's a good friend of his. So oh, they, weird. Like, that, those pictures are actually his. I love that um, the scene when they're breaking into the house, they're like they're trying to get in with a credit card. Right. And then Tom Hanks just picks up like something and just breaks just the rock, window. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, there we go. Right. Oh, and I love that art goes through the fridge in that yeah, scene because that's like, like you. that's me. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> me. Like if I'm going over to your house, just know I'm gonna open the fridge at least once. I just want to know what's in there. You can learn a lot about your friends <laughs> if you look through their fridge. Yeah. So uh, art suspects that we're dealing with Satanists, and mm-hmm. Walter is a human sacrifice. Ray, you're chanting. Ray, Ray, look. Ray, unconscious chanting. You're chanting. I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. And that that night, Ray has a Texas chainsaw infused uh, devil barbecue nightmare. He's like flipping through the TV right there. Ray is. He's flipping through the TV and he goes from uh, like three different horror movies. Yeah, I should have wrote down what they all were. Yeah three seconds we see of each of them i was like it's this it's this, right it's this. the first one is like that girl being burned and they like take her clothes off yeah i th- i don't know what that one I, is I, I think it's black sunday but i i think you're right could be wrong it no, might be I, like the oblong block right oblong box or something um and then texas chainsaw two right it's not texas chainsaw one no it's no part two i forget what the other one is oh i do too what happens in it I can't. I can't even picture. I'm just. I just replaying like the the chainsaw coming through. Yeah, yeah. But like, I was thinking. I was thinking about this. Like, what TV station is playing that many horror movies? You know, like. So it must be Joe Dante's TV. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Oh well, we know what the TV station is called. Oh right. 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 Yeah. It's the one from Gremlins. Yeah. It's uh. I mean, you already said it. I already said it. It's like WDHB. So. Um, and uh, let's see. The next day, Art and Rumsfeld make contact via note that says, "I know what you've done." And uh, as Ray and and Art are bickering in the backyard, mm-hmm. um, also Ray's, Tom Hanks drinks four beers. He crushes up four empty beer cans. Yeah, like, welcome to the suburbs. Yeah, <laughs> it's his vacation. Let right? have this. Um, and he Ray's does, dog he... Vince brings a big ass bone. Right over. That's uh-huh. like a leg bone. Uh huh. The themer. Yeah. Art suspects that that's, that's Walter. And then, you know, after they freak each other out, Carol makes the the boys make amends with uh, brownies mm-hmm. next door. Uh, so we meet the Klopeks here. He drops all those brownies because yeah. he falls through, he falls through the, the porch. <laughs> but he still hands it to him. And, and they've just... got, like, leaves in it yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Which really, like, that's what they should have done all along is yeah. just go over there yeah. and introduce themselves, you know? Like... I mean, yeah, a, a lot of, like, they're giving them brownies, but really the what they're doing is they're just using it as an excuse to well, snoop around this right, house. Right, as soon as the door opens, they just walk in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in the house, we meet the Klopex, Hans, which I think is the kid, Dr. Werner, um, and Ruben? Yeah. Ruben. The one, he doesn't really talk. Yeah. No um, one really talks, except no, for the doctor. No, and aren't they, like, they're German- right well yeah he asked if they're like slavic but i think they're german yeah 
Because they get very mad at the, 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 like being assaulted of right. being Slavic. Uh, the next day, the Klopeks leave the neighborhood, and the guys plan their break-in. The plan is to dig up the backyard and then check the basement. Uh, meanwhile, Ricky is amassing a crowd right. for the show. I love that he just sits outside and watches his neighborhood. He's like, it's better than TV. Yeah, and any time like, somebody's like about to leave, he's like, the pizza guy's going to be here. Right, <laughs> okay, yeah. They're like, we're going to Mickey D's. You want to get a Whopper, quarter pounder? Oh, not a lot of Whopper. It's a quarter pounder. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't go to either of those places. I don't either. I love when Art uh, climbs up there and uh, clips the power. Oh, when he power. gets electrocuted? Yeah, he clips the power. And then it, like later, they're in the little shed, and it's a perfect cutout of it's, his body. It's Looney Tunes shit, yeah, man. Right. There's so much like Tex Avery Looney Tunes uh-huh. stuff in this. Yeah, and his fillings are all like burnt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, even early on, like the first scene when you meet Tom Hanks, there's there's Tex Avery cartoons playing in the background. Right. Um, right. And Joe Dante went on to make Looney Tunes back in action. Oh, really? A live action uh-huh. Looney Tunes movie. Yeah. Oh, with Brandon Fraser? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I don't yeah. think I've ever seen that. I haven't either. I've yeah. heard it's actually not bad. Huh. Some have even claimed it's better than Space Jam, which can't be that difficult it's a bad right. movie dude <laughs> i did did you watch the new space Jam? Fuck no i did no no is it as bad as i assumed it was it seemed like it's just mostly a uh commercial for hbo max um honestly i think it was like a really cool concept on how to make a sequel because it mm. turns it into a video game and there's like the uh um the algorithm is algae rhythm yeah the algorithm is the villain stupid yeah <laughs> i watched it twice what <laughs> yeah i watched it twice five stars no 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 i give it i give it a good concept like uh, I'm, ha- I'm happy for children today that they get their own space jam sure you know sure do yeah. they go to space no but the aliens do show up but they're mm. tiny it's interesting mm-hmm. so you're saying there are two space jam movies where nobody goes to space and the first one they don't go to space they don't go to space they get pulled into a, a golf hole but the aliens are from space well yeah everybody's we're from space what if aliens <laughs> uh what if aliens come from the ocean not the sky mm. wouldn't that be interesting that would be interesting i'm like sure that, a movie's done that before I like right the, i like those conspiracies too uh did you see that kristen stewart movie underwater no no i can't do those things after the boat accident <laughs> i can't i can't watch poseidon or it's really good i i ha- i'll have a fucking panic attack because when people are like trapped underwater what's that other sci-fi that pandorum no there's another sci-fi where they like they go underwater and then they're the abyss the abyss yeah i can't watch that i have a little little like i have a panic attack i can't can I spoil underwater for you? Then? Yeah, go ahead. And for the people listening, one, yeah. if you if you want to see it, watch it. It's great. I w- I wish I could see it, but I can't. It's basically alien. Okay. But in an underwater, uh, what would that be like? A lab, mm-hmm. an underwater lab. Um, and there's like creatures that are attacking it. Right. And then here's the big spoiler. So turn it off now. Don't turn it off. Just skip like 30 seconds. Hit that 15 second button right. right now. Yeah, don't turn it off. Uh yeah, don't do that. We need the we need the things. 
So, like, she's escaping at the inn, and you find out that, like, the creatures that we're attacking are basically just, like, lice. They're, like, the small things off oh. of a bigger creature. And as she's escaping, you see, like, tentacles and shit, and it turns out it's Cthulhu. Oh. It's, like, a se- it's a secret Lovecraft movie. Really? It's kind of awesome. Dang. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Maybe I'll maybe I'll grab a brown paper bag and watch it. <laughs> no, because that way I can breathe into the brown oh, not paper that you're bag. Ralph yeah, into it? yeah. Oh, okay. So that way, when I have my panic attack. Oh, so when James Cameron was doing um, old Jimbo Crimbo, yeah, when he was doing research for the Titanic, him and who also worked with Roger Corman, he did Piranha Two. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, he went down in a little submarine with um, it's kind of the all assistant he does now, right? marine biologist, yeah. and so they went down like pretty pretty deep, you know, and like they said that they um, the 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 recording of it, um, they think that they like saw some big creature like the megalodon like they they heard this weird sound and when they got closer the the uh the scientist lady she was like super freaked out and she mm. was like that was breathing so weird. maybe james cameron knows something about james cameron definitely knows something. he knows things yeah. yeah he knows tons of yeah. things. yeah i really love the talk about weird theories i really love the theory that titanic falls into the terminator and aliens uh reality because there's there's a theory that Jack is a time traveler and he had to go back and make sure that Rose survived the Titanic <laughs> because she, Rose is Sarah Turner's great great grandmother. Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor, yeah. yeah. Had to that was her great great grandmother, so he had to make sure that Rose lived because he talks about swimming in a lake that wasn't made until you know, after the Titanic. It was man made after the Titanic. We've only ti- had thirty four episodes, and you've brought this stuff multiple because I like it. <laughs> I want. I like this theory. I mean, it's not bad. No, it definitely makes Titanic a little bit better of a movie. Right, Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about Titanic because. Um, when rose is laying there on the board at the end she's like staring up at the stars and it's not the real sky they like just inverted the image and so he's really angry so in the uh like re-release like the newest edition oh when they did the 3d yeah when they did the 3d um he helped the prop guide like design it so yeah so that way it's a correct sky that she's looking at when's the last time you've seen titanic uh the last time i saw it was when i put it into my vcr both tapes i haven't seen it since yeah i haven't seen it in a long time there's bad cgi in that movie right i haven't seen it since there's like the scene near the right before the iceberg where Uh they're like hanging out on the deck and it's like she is really badly like blue screened into that (laughs) it looks terrible yeah i mean the the big the best part is when the ship's going down because they built like a half scale right literal titanic right uh that they broke into pieces i don't know if we will ever do that on one of our episodes but if we do a titanic of titanic so there's there's this kid in elementary school in high school that i went to school twice in theaters um alex brand he is like such a fan of the movie yeah yeah if we ever did that i think we're gonna invite a stranger in here yeah (laughs) we are okay because i feel like he just like It'd be three hours of him just talking about everything. It'd be longer than the movie, which is already fucking long. Yeah. I think it's a fine movie. I think it's kind of... I feel the same way about James Cameron that I do about Peter Jackson. And I just want... I like their earlier stuff more. Mm-hmm. And I just wish they would go back to that stuff. Right. Um, that's all. I got one more paragraph here and we're done with the burbs. 
I'm happy we kicked off the burbs with uh, our Halloween. Yeah. Movies kind of got you into the. Yeah, because it is kind of like a nice little like softballs. Well, I think pitch. also the burbs is almost like a non-horror horror movie. Right. Like it's like there's some there's some creepy dread to it, right. but it's mostly like a cartoonish comedy. Right, and we never see them kill anyone. And no, like we just, just a lot of bones. Just, later. Yeah, they they've killed a lot of people. There's a lot of bones. Yeah. Um, in the basement, they find a cremation furnace. Right. I guess running off batteries. Yeah, and as the Clopex return with the police, which one of them was the writer? Uh huh. Walter also returns home. We find out that he had like a heart palpitation yeah, or some he- shit, and like had to be rushed to the hospital. Uh, also, like the the Clopex are picking up Walter's mail because that's how they yes. find the to- the toupee in it. Yeah. And which just got like. Which is like so. Walter didn't. Stuff. Walter didn't have time to put take care of his dog, but he had time to leave a key for the cul- the 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 Clopex. And like, where did that key go? How did he call them? Well, I th- I think what happened was he was rushed to the hospital, and I think it's his daughter that yeah. rushed him to the hospital. Uh-huh. So she probably was like, "You're the neighbor. I'm going to give you the key." Why would you choose that? That's not the house you choose. You know what well, I mean? Well, obviously she's not. She doesn't know shit about this we, neighborhood at all. She probably just picked the house next like, door and was like, "Here's no, a key." No, they don't. That's not. A, they can't even take care of their yard. They don't get a key to your house. Why do you think I don't mow my front yard? I don't, don't want anybody to ask me to do anything. <laughs> that's not why you don't. No, it's because it's been raining a lot. <laughs> so okay, where are we at? Ray narrowly escapes with his life um as the because he hits the gas line right yeah he hits the gas line the also house. like art is not a good friend he just leaves him leaves him in the hole yeah yeah right? leaves him in the hole which honestly maybe maybe he just stayed in the hole while the house blew well, up i think i think what the thing was was like he was like i hit the gas line we gotta run but then he got kind of stuck in the hole because right. it was so deep art was close enough he could have ran over grabbed him and they both could have made it out yeah probably you know like probably. that's a good friend you know but when he when tom hanks walks out he's just like his eyes all swollen and he's got like bell he's bottoms on now because he like blew up right, and i right. love how he like it's a cartoon yeah i love how he like slides down the steps like yeah. it's just <laughs> it's such like, da, 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 da. yeah and then um so that so they um they had to ad lib a lot of their stuff, you know. So yeah. at the end there, when he hops on the gurney and puts himself away in the ambulance, yeah, he's like, "Take me to the hospital." Uh, yeah, and then, he picks, and then he picks up the gurney and throws it into. Yeah, the he, he that was just like that was just him making it up yeah. as he goes. Oh, yeah, that's great. and I love that Carrie Fisher just walks up behind and like closes it. You yeah, know? she's like, she's like, well, "Where's I'll, their I'll kid? Come with you. I'll be there right. when wherever that is." Right. I don't know where the kid is this whole time because he doesn't come back from. Evelyn's yeah, house. It's, it's very funny that like Tom Hanks himself, like the the man Tom Hanks spent so much time being like, I can't be a father yet. Right. In a movie. Uh-huh. And yet this kid has like two scenes. Yeah, he's not really around. No. Yeah. <laughs> like he comes over and tells him what what Rick says. Or yeah. Like, yeah. Like he's got a few quips and then he's right. gone. Yeah. Um, so then we find out that in the ambulance, uh, Dr. Klopek like is basically tries to kill ray i guess right. like he's yeah. gonna inject him with some shit uh-huh and uh they have like a tussle they fall out of the ambulance right oh well they have to like they have to swerve and the pizza delivery man hits a tree <laughs> and all the yeah. pizzas yeah. fall out yeah and it's like where is rick getting all this money for all this pizza um probably all the people on the uh the lawn there right. for the show they're probably pitching in right yeah pizza costs way less than it does now right 
89 that was the golden age right. for pizza. 10 bucks. 10 bucks. Yeah. You can get a Domino's for 7.99. Are you going to put a pizza commercial in right here? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Hey. This is a 10. The tab's 13. You're 2 minutes late, dude. Well, ah, come on. I couldn't find a place. Wise man say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. Uh, so, like, then, like, they run into the car or something, and the right. trunk pops open, and there's, like, 70 skeletons yeah. in it or something. Just a blanket over it. You know that had a smell. Like, why? <laughs> oh. And we're good. All right. <laughs> Is that thing running? Are we running? We're running. We just had a little flicker. Um, it's a ghost. Yeah. So the we find out that, that the Clopex, I guess, killed the former owners of the house. Um, I don't know why. It, the whole ending of the movie just kind of like wraps up really quick. And they're not like, we got to get out of here. This right. movie's over. But it does kind of explain like like why the everyone in that cul-de-sac is like, they like well we never saw They're any movie trucks yeah. yeah they never saw any movie trucks but they also didn't really like talk to this these other right neighbors but it's also like doesn't even like one of the police officers or something he's like yeah it's dr klopek he's like a well-known like doctor well i think that the like, um like the like that fucker could buy a house right <laughs> like, why kill the former tenants well i think the detectives have already like already talked to them and then they're talking to art because oh, art's okay. still like rambling on right right yeah right. anyway i wish this end with satanists uh-huh. and people exploding for no apparent reason <laughs> i just wish that the ending was a little bit more grandiose i mm-hmm. mean they did just blow up a house so i right. guess i'll give them that but I know, they destroyed that house. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised Ray's house didn't catch on fire because of it. Right? He's not even worried about that. I kind of wrote up a little conclusion blurb here, but how do you how do you feel about the burbs? When's the last time you saw it? Does it hold up? Yeah, I, I probably watch it every year. Really? Yeah. This was probably the third time I've ever seen oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I really, like, honestly, like, I, I watched this movie. This is the first time I watched one of our movies for the podcast and i only watched it once oh a lot of times i watch it multiple times yeah but i've this is like constant it's just up there it's always playing in my head yeah probably because i i I don't know i i think i grew up being a very big tom hanks fan when i was younger that's fair i mean like when we were growing up he was kind of he was in a lot of things he was a surprisingly a leading man Uh uh-huh i think that's the weird thing for me about tom hanks is i don't see it right i don't like there's nothing about him that's like conventional leading man, you know. I think he's no, he's 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 kind of like the everyman. Yeah, yeah. Like he's up there, like Matthew McConaughey, and then what? Like, a couple. Matthew spots. McConaughey's your top guy. Oh yeah, that's weird. And Adam Driver. What? Yeah. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey for sure. Very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Big Lincoln lawyer fan. Uh, I have seen that. <laughs> that's probably why too, is because he's in it very weird uh-huh uh, i forgot that he's in contact with Jody oh yeah Foster. i've never seen that yeah oh really which is a robert zemeckis as well yeah we should weird watch that it he keeps coming up yeah um that's kind of like a i guess it's more sci-fi it's not horror yeah i don't know i yeah. know nothing about it i know there's one cool camera sequence uh that involves her like going to a medicine cabinet and people are like how the fuck did they do this scene but that's all i know about hmm. that movie also that carl sagan wrote the book right contact right cruelty and he sounds like kermit the frog really it's real fun 
Um, so conclusion here about um, the burbs. I think the film held up remarkably well. Um, has some like really genuinely funny moments. The scene where they they find the femur and they start screaming and the camera does the like tilt pans, you know, mm-hmm. that was really fun. Um, the ending seems to wrap up too quickly. I like the kind of dark cartoon style that they're going for. I think it could have gone darker. Right. I think it got it could have gone more cartoony. Right. Personally. I do like the the dream sequence. That's a good yeah, scene. I think it's the best scene in the movie. Yeah. I would have liked more of that stuff. I would have liked more of the like like hooded figure kind of thing, mm-hmm. more investigative kind of shit that they were doing. Um, you know, I just kind of wonder. I'm like, because because Ray he did break into their house and blow it up, but then they turn out to be murderers. Do his charges just get dropped then, or is he still going to be in trouble? Because he's in, he's probably going to be in trouble. He's in some at big the very least. He's tampered with evidence, right? Like there's no evidence left in that house, now. right? Well, except for the all the bones the bones are in the trunk right i know so there's still evidence But like if they kill people in the house like there's no right like we don't know what what right. happened the furnace is gone completely uh-huh. i like that he didn't end should up- i talk to joe dante see if he'll make a burbs too no no okay i don't want another burbs <laughs> i want it to be the only one a one and done yeah how would you feel about a remake no they're no. remaking lost boys and i don't think i'm gonna be happy about it <sighs> they've already made a few directed dvd sequels of the lost boys that nobody saw right i don't know how you wouldn't who could make a, a remake of the lost boys someone's doing it they already casted it no i mean like who if you if you could have like someone direct it who oh. would be your choice i don't know i don't either i don't know i don't want i don't want them to do that so i don't want to think about that will you see it though yeah for okay. sure <laughs> Yeah, of course we, I will. We vote with our wallets, and here we say, yeah, sure. Oh, well, I'll wait. I'll wait until it's like free. Right. But we do vote with our. Um, I say if you like the Burbs and you like Joe Dante, and you're not aware, he does have a podcast called The Movies That Made Me that he does with Josh Olson, who wrote um, History of Violence. Okay. And they also have a website called The Trailers from Hell, which is really kind of fun curated website that they do where they take old movie trailers and then like different directors and actors and stuff do commentary over trailers. It's kind of his way of like recommending movies to people. They have one on the website of the Burbs and it's Ty West that does the commentary over okay. it, who did House of the Devil. So hey, also watch House of the Devil. That's a good movie too. That'd be a f- weird double feature with this movie. I was going to ask you, what do you think your double feature would be with it? Um I mean, it's probably the one that I'm actually about to talk about here. Oh. But uh, I didn't even think of it as that way. Uh-huh. Um, if you like this, I would watch Matinee by okay. Joe Dante, which is kind of a largely forgotten Joe Dante film. It's it's basically a biopic about William Castle, who did, like, House on Haunted Hill and 13 Ghosts. Okay. And Castle's whole thing was, like, he did, like, gimmicks to, like, get people. He did The Tingler. Uh-huh. Uh, which The Tingler was, like, a Vincent Price movie where a little creature attacks people and you can only keep it away by screaming. And William Castle would go into theaters and, like, he had this thing that he rigged to the bottom of seats that would make them vibrate so you would think the tingler's under you. Ooh. And uh, encourage the audience to, like, scream to get the tingler away um or like house on haunted hill there's a scene where like a skeleton shows up and he would have like skeletons 
like fly in from the rafters and stuff he was like a very gimmick schlocky guy but yeah. they they basically made joe dante basically made a biopic about william castle uh and it's played by john goodman and john goodman makes every movie better oh yeah for sure <laughs> um, who who might be near the top of my list for handsome men for handsome leading men oh <laughs> no just leading men just leading men yeah yeah uh the only thing i don't like him in is like the sequel to like when he's got that girl in the bunker oh, cloverfield lane that's so good i don't like him being creepy that's yeah. the only i mean, he's but, I mean great. that's why he's good at he's it good, he's good at it him to yeah do i just don't like it i just don't um like the guy who made 10 cloverfield lane just wrapped up uh he's making a predator movie he secretly made a predator movie secretly yeah huh yeah i mean he had to get the rights like somebody knew yeah but i mean like there's no set photography nobody really is talking about it and it's like it's a prequel to predator Hmm. um where the predator comes to earth for the first time and basically is challenged to fight like native americans oh my gosh like prequel like prequel prequel yeah yeah like i think the predator lands on earth and is like being tracked by native americans and has to like survive oh that's so cool yeah it's called well the shooting title is just called skulls okay i don't know how i have all this information about a secret (laughs) movie that was being shot (laughs) but uh yeah and they actually cast like like people with like like actual native Uh uh blood there's like no people that i know the names of in mm-hmm. it at all but yeah seems pretty cool nice weird predator talk do you think again. you'll yeah do you think you'll uh, come out to theaters yeah probably i mean it's in post-production now let's so it'll probably go. be like a year before it comes out let's go see it yeah probably i mean okay. if you're around who knows where you'll be in a year yeah who knows you don't even know i don't know <laughs> anywho we're back yeah we did the thing yeah how do you feel i feel good kind of feels just like the same yeah, it feels good. I, um, well, and what are we doing next? What's where are we going with? Because we're doing a, a little Dick Miller. We're doing the Walter Paisley Film Festival. Yes. Uh, triple triple feature, and I'm releasing these weekly. Okay. Um, because I've got a lot of stuff coming. Yeah. Um, I should also bring up. The, I mean, I'll talk about it in the first episode, but I'll bring it up here. the The format of the show is kind of like changing because i want to do this and i want to do a lot of them and i'm feeling like creative again good <laughs> um, and i want to watch more movies so i'm doing the shows weekly i'm gonna take off thanksgiving okay probably that's my second favorite holiday just so you know yeah yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah we're gonna we're gonna release weekly and we're ge- we're not gonna do the like the necessary like like i pick one you pick one right anything we're kind of just going to talk about whatever we feel like talking about right so right now we're doing this walter paisley film festival thing so the next movie is going to be my pick which is chopping mall directed by jim winarski um and then after that we're going to do gremlins 2 and which is like a really scary movie for me i still have nightmares like i've never seen gremlins 2 oh my gosh ever i i actually know very little about gremlins Uh 2 I don't know how I've managed to never see it. Right. I know there's a scene where Hulk Hogan shows up. Yeah, he does. Um, and I know it takes place in like a high rise, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's technically a Christmas movie. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I know nothing about it. Uh-huh. I think John Glover's in it as well. He is. And I think Phoebe Cates shows up. That's it. That's all I know. 
literally this movie like i have nightmares from it because it's just so it's i don't know why i don't probably because I, I mean it's basically a cartoon though right yeah i mean it's like it's, it's not, a joe dante film it's, it's basically yeah a cartoon. it's not that it's not that scary but just like um they they get stuck in an air vent at one point and i just like i have nightmares of being stuck in an air vent and the gremlins come and get me mm. yeah a universal fear that we've all felt yeah <laughs> and there's a spider gremlin right i don't want to spoil it I mean, I think I've seen a toy of a spider gremlin. Well, we'll just see when we get there. Okay. it's I've seen gremlins, like, a countless amount of times, uh-huh. but I've somehow never seen gremlins, too. Weird, because I feel like that one's on TV a lot, too, or, like, when we were growing up, it was yeah. always... I don't know how. I yeah. just always have avoided it. So I'm glad to watch it for the first time. It'll be good. Yeah. And, yeah, so, like, I'm going to do, like, kind of weird, like, little one-off episodes. Like, I'm doing the... We did the Friday the 13th mm-hmm. one and the Halloween one. So yeah, if if anybody's got any ideas for some uh, weird one-off kind of episodes that aren't necessarily a movie, just us babbling about bullshit like we did with our non-horror horror thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, send the send the email to electricmonsterpodcast at gmail or direct message on Instagram at electricmonsterpodcast. Yes, I'm new to that. Yeah, but I've been posting. Good. Do you have access to that? You should get access to that. Okay. So then you can answer messages too. Okay. If you want. Yeah, I will. I'll be your if secretary. If you don't want to, do you know? You do you. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, I don't care. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, that's it. We did it. We're, We're back. We're back. Thanks yeah. for listening. Yeah. More episodes to come. Yeah. I'm weekly. really excited. This little every um, Thursday. Yeah, I'm really excited about this little uh, movie marathon we're doing. Yeah, what are we doing after the movie marathon? I forget. I wrote it all down. All right. We'll have to look. Spider-Man uh, is our Thanksgiving special. And then I think after the week off, uh, after Thanksgiving, I'm launching into it. I'm doing every George Romero movie. Yeah. Because he's directed some of my favorite films, but I don't know if I'd call him my favorite director and because I, I just haven't seen a lot. There's a lot of holes in his uh, filmography that I need to watch. So I'm kind of excited to do that. We're going to have special guests for the big movies that he's done. Nice. Like you're doing Land of the Dead. I am. With John Leguizamo. I love him too. And Dennis Hopper. He's probably up on my list too. He's in there? Yeah. Okay. Of especially leading men. Especially um, in Romeo and Juliet. Romeo plus Juliet. Ro- yeah. Please. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I do love that and film. And the pest. You love the pest. Oh, I love the pest. We're never doing the no, pest. No, we're never doing the pest. This is I the promise. Pest free f- uh, yeah. Podcast. <laughs>